Welcome to your number one source for technological innovations, ideas, and strategies for your business. Multiply your business's equations and put the odds in your favor. Now, live from Club ITHQ with your hosts, Ben and Sam, this is Tech Factor. All right, welcome everyone. I'm Ben. And I'm Sam. And this is The Tech Factor. The Tech Factor. Right, so we're at um, episode seven for The Tech Factor. Uh, this is a podcast about driving businesses, productivity, and innovation utilizing technology. Today, we're going to talk about a, you know, it's a, something which gets talked about a lot, actually, with sort of the internal IT versus outsourcing through uh, something like a managed services provider. So when does it make sense to hire internally and, and when should you outsource? So uh, it's an interesting discussion and, and as your business grows and IT starts to become a major part of your operations, it's often time to think about, okay, well, what level of IT resource do we need or should we have internally and um, what should we you know, be outsourcing or or um, you know, having to a, you know, running a, with a managed service provider? So, um, you know, there are, there are different ways to go about this and... Um, I mean, honestly, I mean, and we'll get to the conclusion later on, but, uh, you know, some businesses have approached where they just go, right, we're going to have a, a completely internal IT um, man, man, you know, group of like a management structure and an inter- um, internal IT um, staff and have a, their own little department. Uh, and others uh, will completely outsource the entire lot. And um, there isn't, depending on the business circumstances, there isn't necessarily a, a right or wrong answer to that. Although I will say that those that have completely internal IT departments still You'll often see they'll outsource projects and specific work, uh, just because of the, again, the specialised nature of an expertise IT. thing. That one. Mm, that, that's that's right. Because the thing is, it, it's very hard for one person or even a couple of people to be experts at everything. So, it's um, you still need to bring in uh, external help from time to time, regardless of whichever model you you end up using. But we're going to talk a little bit about the pros and cons today, and. Um, we're going to start off with uh, basically the, um, I guess, the pros and cons on the um, on the MSP side. So, Sam, I see you've got a few notes there. So, you want to kick it off and, and go yes. over some of the pros and cons? <clears throat> so, I suppose the main one of our main ones you're going to talk about was something that we've already touched on in just the last 30 seconds is going to be your expertise. So, this is going to be one of those pros and cons where, uh, if you've got in-house IT, the con of that is that, you know, you might have even a team of 10 people if you're a large organization and you can't expect them to all be experts at absolutely everything. Um, e- e- each team member will have their own pros and cons on what their strengths and weaknesses are and and what they've had experience in. And that's where you're going to see as a pro from a managed service provider because, a managed service provider is going to have a lot more experience and expertise on a range of different subjects compared to internal IT. Um, and that's probably your main one you're going to look at is is how broad um, your IT department needs to be. It is a really important point, right? Because um, one of the things that we constantly... Uh, I guess in, the, you know, in what we call, the, again, the MSP space... Um, we're dealing with you know, all kinds of varieties of issues every single day across a range of different businesses, right? So if you're in the same business, it it is possible for things to get a little bit monotonous and to sort of get stuck in sort of, okay, this is the, the little ecosystem that we're dealing with and you manage that ecosystem. And and, and certainly, um, you know, there are definitely 
advantages to that, knowing a system inside out and having that little bit of extra speciality in that. But on the same note, it, it does limit your um, the, the variety of things that you're exposed to, right? So when you come across things that maybe you're not familiar with, uh, you may end up in a situation where you, know, you might have trouble sort of figuring out an issue because, again, you're not exposed to a, a vast variety of issues. So having that little bit of extra exposure in a managed services environment does actually – and it's a little bit faster paced um, than internal IT. So uh, certainly uh, that that is advantageous. But one of the things as well, particularly uh, with what we do at Club IT, because we specialise in a number of key industries, and this is one of the things actually that – Conversely, I've I've seen some some counter arguments with 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 internal IT as well, um, because we specialise. Um, say, for example, the clubs industry, right? We have to a range of different clubs, and the main advantage that we get with that is that we see we see really what works and what doesn't work. There's a lot of things that we see, you know, across the, the clubs industry, and, and and we learn stuff, right? So we we see something in a club and go, oh, that works quite well, and we'll adopt that in another club. So we we use the utilise the the shared knowledge of that industry to actually build better solutions for every individual client. So when when we find something that works well in one particular club, we'll often share that knowledge with the other club and we'll utilise that to build on to their systems. And that's not something you're going to get having a completely internal approach. It, it may be something you may benefit out of with a hybrid approach as well. So, um, But that is probably one of the, the key differences that uh, often stands out to me with so the internal and, and you know the versus external outsourced approach, but you know, and in saying that, as I said, it's important to point out it's not an either or. Like I see often some people get a little bit defensive about it. Like you know, both internal IT, I see that you know, I, I hear stories about internal IT going, oh, the you know the outsourced guys, they just want to turn a pro, they don't get, they don't care, they just want to try and make as much money as possible, they want to make us fit into their mold and, and all that, and maybe a bad MSP. Uh, would actually <laughs> want to do that. I, I think a, a good MSP really sh- needs to learn and understand the business and its unique requirements. And you could say uh, that for so- both sources, though, Ben. You know, you, you could say that for an internal IT as well. You know, they're comfortable. They don't they don't want to push the mold. They don't need to keep the business because they've got a job. That's yeah, that's right. I think that's the other thing as well. I mean, that's you know, it, it, it's, it's the other flip side it comes of the argument. The right? individuals, you know, it, it's 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 hard to to pinpoint whether one's better or the other. Like it, it really does come down to what the business requires, and you know, in some situations, in-house IT would be better than MSP. You know, it, it may end up being cheaper and work just effectively. Um, yeah, I, I, I think I think you're right. I think there'd be some circumstances where I mean, you know, again, it, there, there's there's a, like a how do I explain it? There's there's like a little there's like a you know a happy sort of medium, and and uh, but I mean I, I think from from my experience, certainly what, what what I've seen is that what what does work best is maybe when you've got someone there who can do a little bit of internal IT as maybe sort of like your level one kind of guy, right? So you've got someone there that can can do the day to day, restart the computers, you know, do whatever they need to do, or the, you know, help people with their day to day issues, and and then when they get stuck or they need to look at projects or they've got other bigger things that they need to sort of try and figure out, uh, they get the um, the managed IT guys in there, they get their MSP in there, and they go through the processes and 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 basically help them with the broader IT strategy and, and the bigger picture. That's where the the outsource or the MSP comes in, and that's that allows them to get the best of both worlds where you know, you're not paying someone for, for you know, helping Jenny restart her computer for the hundredth time today or, 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 you know, stupid stuff like that. 
you know, you, you're, you're allowing your internal IT guy to do all the basic stuff. And then when you need to get someone in there to, um, to do some of the more um, complicated bits and pieces, or maybe some of the stuff that not necessarily even more complicated, but requires a, a varied skill set that maybe, again, they haven't necessarily been exposed to. Um, again, the, the managed approach um, works perfectly with that. So you can do a, a really nice hybrid approach there. And as you, as you said, it's all about personalities, right? If everyone's on the same page, you can have a really great, strong, cohesive team that, you know, whether it's internal, external, or a combination of both, that'll do a fantastic job. And, you know, it is, it is really about, um, you know, literally everyone being on the same page and wanting to work together. And again, there are certain advantages that, again, an MSP, someone might argue, and it depends on the on the on the actual provider, right? Some might be profit driven, but a lot of them want to retain their customers for the long term. And the best way to do that is to, to demonstrate value. The best way is to find somewhere where we can save some money or generate some income or do something. You do that for a business, and and there'll be a client with you for life. So, you know, the 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 process should always be, you know, really about trying to find. That, that business case and that value in the technology and and really adding on to that. And, uh, and you know, look, whether you're a – I mean, I know – and maybe, look, and again, there may be less motivation for an internal IT person to do that because they know they've got a job. They've no, they know they literally can't be chopped off on a whim. Um, so there's probably a little, maybe a little less motivation un- there. But, unless something yeah. is essential, you know, you might find internal IT might stagnate a little bit. They, they won't have new ideas and – things especially if they're risky because if there's any level of risk uh, an internal IT staff member is likely going to go well this is going to take too much time I'd rather sit at my desk and not have to to answer if something goes wrong yeah exactly yeah I, I think that's an, an important point as well because again there, there may be different levels of, of risk um, I guess risk acceptance for, for an internal versus external so um, but as I said, look, it's, it's not necessarily a case of either or. I, I feel like both work well in a, in a good model. I think a hybrid approach is is probably the best approach. But let's just get into a couple of the other points because I, I know that we've sort of spoken at length really on that point. And it, it is it does really go to the key point of of, um, of basically, you know, the internal versus external model. But let's talk about a couple others real quick. Yeah, so here's here's one that I definitely feel um, that we've ex- all experienced is it's availability. So this sort of weighs on the buyer side of of going towards an MSP. But let's say your internal IT, is, especially if you've if it's only a one man band or one or two staff members, is if they're not available. So uh, what if one has a holiday and the other one's sick? Or if it's only one person, what if they're sick or away? You know, you're putting your business um, efficiency at risk. If something goes wrong, you've got no access to IT services. Um, you know, it could be the CEO's computer during a meeting or something that could be very important. If something goes wrong and, you know, oh, sorry, my IT guys, uh, you know, in Vanuatu for three weeks, then, you know, what are you going to do? Right so- now, isn't. <laughs> <laughs> and if he's in Vanuatu now, we won't come back in three weeks. <laughs> he's watching Vanuatu videos on YouTube or something. Um, but that, and that's where an MSP, you're not going to have the issues with availability. Generally, it, with your MSPs, if there is an urgent issues, most, most MSPs have 
uh, times that they have to um, write re- minimum response times. Yes, all right. So, so a service level agreement. That's right. Yeah, exactly. And, and you know, some MSPs may even offer twenty-four hour um, like urge response times, and someone might be available pretty much any time of the day to look at urgent issues. So there is that pro towards MSP is that you don't have to worry about the availability of them. Yeah, it, it is. Look, you know, look, and I, I certainly, and I, again, I was going back to trying to find that really that that's that ideal sweet spot, right? Like, if you look at say, like, if you're spending say fifty thousand dollars a year on, on um, a main service provider, it's probably still better value than getting someone on board for fifty thousand dollars a year at that point, because again, you, you're getting a, a team versus an individual. And you're getting a service level agreements versus again whatever hours that individual is is contracted to work. So you're still getting better value at, at that point. I, I think it's where maybe if you've got a budget of I don't know, a couple hundred thousand dollars a year for your IT, I think at that point that's when you're going to want to start to look at going. Okay, let's get maybe some internal IT. Maybe let's get a little bit of external IT to help out with some certain projects or maintain more complex systems um, and try and get that balance. But I I think really if you're spending really anywhere between, you know, I guess five and a hundred, literally 5,000, a hundred thousand, you're going to be better off with an MSP. Obviously for $5,000 a year, you're not going to be able to hire anyone um, <laughs> of any capability. Maybe um, a casual. Maybe one, yeah, maybe, maybe a, two hours a week from McDonald's or something that might be able to, I don't know. They might know how to turn a computer on for you occasionally or something. I'm not sure, but um, <laughs> but uh, but you certainly, yeah. It, it, that's one of those one of those key questions. And so, but I, I think again, like you know, what what we're seeing certainly from our experience, you know, if you've got someone there who maybe is in admin, who's a little bit cluey, you can reboot a computer occasionally or do some little bit of basic stuff that can get you out of trouble for you for some of you. Just you have really simple day to day. You know, my keyboard's not working. I'll unplug it, plug it back in again. You know, stuff like that, right? There's a and point then when I you start to get there, to then, there's a sorry to interrupt. There's a there's a point I have there, especially with if you do go with say a, a local MSP who's on so working on site with staff members, you might be able to identify a sort of a champion staff member that could liaise with the MSP to have some that some of that kind of training and maybe just a little bit of a guideline or some cheat sheets on how to do some of that really basic stuff and then how to escalate that to the MSP. You know, making sure things are plugged in and turned on and stuff like that before going and contacting the MSP can be a great way of not only uh, having an MSP but combining both worlds. You, you may not need to employ an IT person specifically as well as an MSP, but you could train um, a particular staff member that's there majority of the time to know some yeah, of those basic stuff. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and again, I mean, that's going to that hybrid approach. So it, it's just a question of basically whether you have someone who's basically, you know, admin experience with a little bit of understanding that they can do some of those basic things or whether, again, depending on once you once you start to get to spending $100,000 plus a year on IT, you might go, okay, let's get, you know, maybe let, let, let's get someone there part-time or something or um, and then let's maybe get the, um, the MSP to do some bits and pieces or, or whatever it might be. And I think once you're starting to hit about 200000 a year, you probably want to start to get at least maybe have one IT guy um, there on site uh, potentially. And again, look, not in saying that, look, um, look, it's it's not to um, criticize either approach, right? Like there are there are businesses out there easily can spend spend a million bucks a year on IT that do not have internal IT, but have a very integrated um, managed service provider. Because the th- thing as well is with your managed service provider, 
a lot of them offer what's called um, VCIO services, which is a, a virtual CIO, um, virtual chief yeah, information officer service. So effectively, you can have your own little um, head of IT as as a um, as a service as part of the managed service provider model. So you're, you're fine. The bigger the business, the more chances of that actually happening. Some major, major big organisations in Australia have that exact approach, as well as some gov- federal government in Australia. You know, federal government in Australia relies on their own IT, but they do have a lot of managed service um, agreements and that with outsourced IT. Yeah, you're exactly right. A lot of the government-based approaches, they will have both internal and they'll have external. That They need both resources, right? Like literally, and I think that's the, I guess that's the thing is once you start to get even beyond some of that even larger scale, that's where you need to get both internal and external on because it's just the amount of resource required. You, you just can't manage it both internally and externally. You've got to get both, you know, substantial resources on board really to make that happen. So it's sort of, it's funny, you sort of go, the low end, you have to have your, your sort of your service provider, you outsource it. You get to maybe sort of a, a, a mid-high end. We, we can get maybe a couple of internal and get some external, potentially or go all internal or external. You, know, you get to a really high end where you can go, you know, all internal or, you know, maybe all external. Um, and you get once you get to the, the very top end, you'll have both internal and external again. Um, and I, I think, you know, it, it's, it's a bit funny how that kind of works, but that's sort of the... I guess the um, the nature of the the structure and and I guess you know again it's it's just basically it's, it's an evolution of of trying to get the best outcomes and that's just the the way it's typically evolved uh, in both enterprise and both in both government levels as well. Um, just quickly, some of the other things we just want to go over. So one of the other things that um, we've talked about or we haven't talked about, but let's touch on now, is about the predictability of costs. So. Uh, Generally, with a main service provider, again, like Club IT, um, you've got a basically a, a set monthly uh, fee for managing the systems and network, and that gives you a predictability in, in your costs, and that's obviously a, a big benefit. Uh, in saying that, you could argue, again, with your internal IT and your, your wages, you do get a reasonably predictable cost with that as well. Um, and you also get um, strategic planning. So depending on, again, this goes back to that sweet spot, right? If you've got one internal IT guy working for, you can't expect them to uh, practically manage the strategic side of the IT business um, or, the, or the, biz, the IT side of the business. So, you know, you, you do need, you want to look at it a little bit more strategically. I feel like having a managed service provider, having, you know, someone to manage your IT and outsource that, I feel like that is kind of required if you want to have a more of a strategic approach. Um, some may disagree with, with me there, but but honestly, if you're, one one guy in a, in a department, you're going to be chasing your tail 99% of the time uh, just trying to get things fixed and trying to manage what's there, let alone set up budgets and, and look at it, you know, develop roadmaps and understand really what the next requirements are moving forward. So, you know, uh, I, I feel like that's one of the, um, I guess, the other key discussion points. So, yeah. yeah uh, what else have you got, Sam? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so, you know, it, like you said, it just comes down to predictable cost, scalability, you know, access to best practice. You know, we did touch on that before was, um, you know, we understand or, you know, managed service providers might understand across very different sites. So, we can put together uh, some of the best solutions for that business fit. You know, a, a single IT may only have only used one type of 
booking software or let's say a payroll or something along those lines or a people type um, software. So, you know, a a managed service provider is probably going to have experience in a lot more. So they're at least going to know what's going to be better or worse or best fit for your business. So that can be also one of those things you might want to look at with um, having both, you know, having yeah, having different people. That's right. I mean, the, the, from my experience, uh, you'll generally find with an internal IT environment, they'll, they'll know other products simply because of the previous place they worked at. But beyond that, they're not going to have much experience with other parts or other options in, in terms of payroll systems or whatever it might be. It might be membership systems or, or whatever. Um, they're they're, they're going to be limited in their experience and exposure to other systems. So they, they can't, there's, they have less context in comparing those solutions and identifying maybe something that might work. And, and, and look, you may end up having, for example, you might bring in uh, an external IT just for those types of projects, right? So you might go, right, we're going to look at upgrading our membership system. Let's bring an external IT to do a project on that. And um, and you know, look at the options and do the assessment and do all those bits and pieces, and that's totally fine. And that's again going back to that whole thing where we're saying, look, you know, there's not necessarily a right or wrong approach. It's about having probably, ideally, I, I think the best solution is always the best of both worlds where you can within the resources that you have. Uh, just on the scalability one, it's, it's an important point because it's very easy to um, upgrade and downgrade when you've got an external provider, whereas if you've got a you know, a bunch of staff, if you've got maybe, you know, five IT staff and you go, okay, well, our business has dropped 20%. It's, I mean, although I know that actually the fair work laws have changed a little bit in this current climate, but it's saying that you just can't drop and, and pick up staff at a whim, right? There's a there's a big, it's a massive training process. Um, and then also there's a process uh, for termination, all those things you can't just go, oh, we, we don't want you anymore, see you later out the door. Um, there's there's processes in place for for human resources and and for good reason as well. So scalability, um, you know, if, if you're growing or you're expanding or or maybe you're not sure about what's going to happen in the next twelve or twenty four months, really, a managed service provider is going to be a better option. Um, having you know outsourcing your IT will give you that flexibility. Whereas, you know, if you hire a whole bunch of people, it's not as flexible to uh, to chop and change. You could end up in all kinds of problems. So certainly, I'd say scalability. You probably, I'd say that probably does heavily favour the outsource side of it um, on that argument, just because of the fact that it's a contract versus basically a um, physical employment. So that's going to be a, a very different um, set of circumstances. And that you also be, don't want to be known as the business who sacks people just as they need people, and you know. Yeah. Oh God. I mean, you know, honestly, you don't want to be. The turnover yeah. business, you know, the turnover, man. yeah. And everyone oh, talks about how how many staff they go through. Like you, you, it, it's just not necessary. So you know, having one IT person plus a MSP that you can go, all right, like you know, in such as a current climate like COVID, you know, you could go and talk to your MSP and and come up with some kind of um, plan that you know you could scale back. And save some money now, but then when everything's in full swing, say next year in 2021, then you could go back to your full um, full platform with your MSP. So that, that's just it's just one of those things where like you you don't want to have to stand people down. Yeah, the the, the repu- you certainly don't want to have a reputation of being the the uh, business with all the staff turnover. There's a lot. I mean, yeah, if a business gets a rep um, of having substantial staff turnover, it's it's normally a massive turnoff, even if you're a um, you know, even if you're someone desperate for work, if you see 
they, you know, they keep turning over the staff every 12 months. It's not a good sign. Um, you know, Especially if you just people- go on Seek and you see, like, you know, there's business reviews on seek.com.au now if you look for a job. So, oh, you, you can, <laughs> so like, you know, form, yeah. I mean, I'm sure it's got a lot of slagging and that and some defamation oh, pieces, yeah, but, yeah. but, you know, <laughs> if you go looking for a job and you see there's only two stars and you read through reviews and you're like, you know, that sort of stuff, you're less likely to apply for a job, aren't you? Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, as I said, like, even if you're desperate to work, I don't think many people, I mean, no one wants to go through all the all the effort of, of getting employed in a job to be gone six months later and to, and to go through hell in between. Like, no one wants to do that, right? Someone wants, you want to, if you're going to commit to something, you want to know that it's going to be a stable environment, you know, and, and that it's, it's going to be something that you're not going to be, you know, shoved out the door six months later. So uh, certainly... <laughs> Scalability. If you do need the flexibility, I, I would recommend, uh, yeah, looking at uh, basically external IT rather than hiring and firing every twelve months. It's not going to be um, a uh, sustainable strategy, particularly in, um, you know, particularly in regional areas. <laughs> you can't really do that for very long until um, the business suffers as a result. So. Yeah, anything else you've got there, Sam? Any other ideas or anything you want to no, talk about? No, I, I think that's we've pretty much covered everything off. You know, you, you can almost go into concluding here that, you know, we're obviously going to be a little bit biased on the fact that we, we as Club IT, we are an MSP, but we do understand both sides of it and, and we do support as much as possible in, in business decisions. So, you know, when you look at an MSP, you know, they've got the scalability. It's usually lower costs. They're provided ex- expertise, you know, a wide array of support offered by an MSP is often a lot higher than internal IT and is usually the best choice for all businesses just depending on how much you want to commit to that sort of uh, both approach. Mm. Yeah, I, I think that's, that's spot on. I mean, as we've said, I mean, you know, Unless you're spending probably at least a couple hundred thousand dollars a year, that's when you maybe would want to start to look at, um, you know, again the balance of internal and, and external there. Uh, but I, you know, honestly, for the vast majority of, of businesses, the you know the one million odd small businesses in Australia, um, an outsourced approach through someone like a managed service provider like Club IT is going to be your best bet. Um, but in saying that, as I said, like there are different models and different ways to do different things, and and not all businesses are the same. And certainly you can make um, both work. It really is about having a, the right attitude and the right approach to IT. And, um, you know, you can get you can get someone in, the, in there internally that's going to be great and they can do all kinds of different things that might be a bit of a jack of all trades that might um, be happy to answer the calls late at night and do whatever. Um, and certainly, you know, there, there is, you know, that, that does happen. And, um, you know, maybe you might pick up someone like that, you know, if you're lucky on, on a cheap price, but it, again, that's not going to be a sustainable thing. Um, but certainly, uh, there are those types of opportunities, and um, you know. But I, I think, from my experience, and certainly from again what you've talked about this morning, I feel like the best approach really is is that hybrid approach. And if if you're if your typical sort of small to medium enterprise, the best way to do it is again if you've got someone who's you know maybe got some admin experience, a little bit cluey. We, you know, you can get and look. Most managed service providers, certainly like us, we're more than happy to train someone up to handle some of those basic bits and pieces, right? So, you know, you get someone in there that's maybe a little bit out of an experience, but they can do a little bit of enough of IT to sort of make your life easy day to day. But then you, you know, you bring in your external resource to then, you know, look at the bigger picture, help with the strategy, 
and really sort of, and also the cybersecurity as well. We can't stress enough the cybersecurity is going to be a massive issue these days. And there's no way that unless you're spending really big bucks, there's no way that you can practically manage cybersecurity with a one-man IT no, team. It's just not going to happen. Definitely not. Not unless, it, it, not unless they're a magician and they, and they have spent years and years and years working in some kind of cybersecurity role. And it, even then, it, 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 if you're looking at that, you're probably looking at spending a lot more money on that employee than you probably need to. Exactly. Oh, look, it, it's, it's not going to happen. I mean, the reality of it is now even managed service providers – with the resources that we have, you know, we're we're still trying to figure out the, some of the best ways to manage cybersecurity, and it's such a, a drastically evolving threat. The amount of resources that we're putting into at the moment is quite substantial, and uh, you know, I I couldn't foresee an individual um, company if they can afford maybe even one internal IT um, staff member, they're just not going to have the resources again as well to put it put it into cybersecurity. So I'd I'd probably say that if we talk talk about the the current COVID climate model in commas, the best option is really going to be, even if you've got the resources for internal IT, you probably still want to get your cybersecurity outsourced as well, um, just to make sure that that stuff is tightened up. Because we've seen, you know, we've talked about it over the last few weeks. We've talked about some very large companies with, you know, no doubt substantial internal IT teams that are getting crushed by cybersecurity at the moment. So it's, um, yeah, I, I feel like that, again, the hybrid model is ultimately the best approach. You want to have staff um, both internal and you want to have a provider that also aligns with your values as well. So getting staff um, and your managed service provider on the right page I think is really important. And then, yeah, with the cybersecurity stuff, I'd probably still, even if you had someone who was a bit cluey internally, I would probably still get that done externally just for the mere fact that the you know it's evolving so massively at the moment. And you're going to need uh, a lot of money and a lot of investment in a whole range of tools to completely secure your environment from a cybersecurity standpoint. So I think that covers it. I mean, that's really internal versus yeah. external. I, we didn't really um, we didn't really necessarily say one is better than the other. And I guess hopefully no one really uh, got that, um, you know, was hoping for an answer on that. If, if you're hoping for an answer, should I go internal or external? I feel like we've given some good guidance on that. But um, yeah. It's, it's, there's no, there's no perfect, there's no one or the other approach, right? So it's about. I think, I think it comes down to a lot of research. So you know, if you're looking for an MSP, do do some research. Look for someone who's local, someone who's got expertise in your particular field. Look for training and certifications, and and same goes if you're looking at in, internal hiring. You know, you just got to do your research know what you're looking for what kind of business they've worked in before you know you might if you're working in the clubs you don't want to hire someone that's only worked in healthcare. you know you you might want to try and find someone around that so it, it just comes down to what depends what you want what you're looking for and do the research yeah do your research and uh again you know be clear about upfront about what you're trying to achieve and i think once you get your understanding of what your objectives are and maybe what some of your key issues are with your organization you'll be able to map out a strategy of what combination of internal resources versus external resource and how you manage that so that's internal versus external i'm ben and i'm sam and we'll see you guys on friday for the friday wrap take care catch you